Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Love Talk Radio. Now tunes in to the mother uh, greatest. Hey, 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 everybody. Guess what time it is? The ladies of the chat are back for my little mini break because, you know, some sisters be busy up in the chat room. And Leisha and I had to take a break just to kind of put some attention to some other projects that we are involved in. But welcome, 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 everybody. We are so happy to be back on the air. And that's our first show. In the first Thursday of October, man, we have a star study. So we hope you guys are excited about that. My name is Tony, and we are going to be joined shortly by my one and only fabulous partner, Miss Alicia. But while we wait for her, and in the meantime and in between time, just to let you guys know what we do here on Let's Chat. We always have some new listeners in our family. People all over the country are listening in, tuning in. So we want to say welcome. You guys are in store for a great show. Now, here on this chat, Alicia and I love celebrating literature because we are first and foremost readers, and that is where our passion lies. But we don't just celebrate literature. We actually celebrate all walks of life, all the arts. We have had so many guests come through the chat room. We've had musicians, actors, publishers, authors, as that's a given, 
lawyers, any walk of life, they have come to the doors of Let's Chat, and we are so thankful and grateful that they shared their time with us here on Let's Chat. But we love doing all of that in a royal way because that's the only way we know how to do it. Now, our show allows all our listeners as well as our guests to interact in a fun, intimate and friendly environment, we get to hear the passion behind it, what it is that they do, because you never know who our listeners are, who our listening family are, and where they are in their life. They may touch a chord in their life that needed to be touched. So we so appreciate you guys tuning in, as well as our guests. And for tonight's show, you know, Lisha always comes up with some fabulous topics. Our topic tonight is New Me, New Moves. Now, y'all know i I got to find out what it is that she meant by that when she comes into the chat room. But we have our fabulous guest tonight. We have, first up is Arthur Clifford Fudd Johnson. I had the pleasure of meeting him a couple of years ago at the Sisters of Essence. That's a mouthful. Uh, they have an event um, every October. So I was able to meet him a couple of years ago. So I'm going to be interested to see what it is that he has been up to since then. And also on our show, we have Arthur Stacy Covington-Lee. We always have the beautiful ladies up in the house, so we're going to find out what she got cooking up in her kitchen. And to round it all out, we have Arthur Publisher Cash, Street Lit Arthur. Now, for those that may not be aware of it, he was recently released from a 27-year bid in prison, and today Ashley marks uh, about, I want to say, a week and a half. He actually got out. I want to say last, hmm, or maybe it was this Monday, but I know he was maybe been out a week and a half. So we're going to see what he is up to, how he's doing, how he's getting acclimated. Uh, but while we wait for the, everyone to get into the chat room, you know, Alicia and I, we have such a large library of music. I'm going to put some music on just to get you guys uh, ready and in the mood. And speaking of our fabulous guest, you know, Keith Robinson, he is an actor as well as a singer. He always blesses us with some music. So we love us some Keith Robinson up in the chat room. And he was also um, one of the Ninja Turtles. I want to say the green Ninja Turtle. I think he was the green guy. But we're going to find out because he's going to be gracious enough with his presence in a, in a little bit. But let's hear some Keith Robinson, and we will be right back once again. You're listening live to Let's Chat. My name is Tony, and I'll be joined shortly by the one and only Miss Alicia. Enjoy Keith Robinson. We'll be right back.
like it's a chill All this material shit ain't real And even with the record deal I'm still living on my couch Like my doors when my lights go out I never run my mouth Treat my body like my house So I'm not to be down south Don't you dare take me out of my element Falling out of that sunken place and I'm singing About what I don't got and dreams that I've been chasing Work my way to the top as my album's taking places Say what you want about me, you don't have to share I don't really care, you can talk about my hair Label, screaming life isn't fair How I shouldn't be the table But if I wasn't the table such You would still be the chair But I bring something bigger Yeah All that I've got Is broken clock Time doesn't stop Baby, that world ain't gon' drop Keep that in mind Stay on your grind don't waste your time I say don't waste your time Miss my shift at 10pm Drunk out bitch not going in Big money play with me But I always seem to win Thought you had what you did Way too far from the beginning But never close to the thing Took a loss without no loss I paid my price for no cost Fought for several years You could never put me out Believe you had doubt Just keep running your mouth Tell me how I ain't shit How my story ain't legit Maybe I should go and quit Cause my fame gon' come to things And just take another sip Extra cup for that bullshit Follow me, baby, don't sit How you feel? No, I'm signing Way your time, yeah. At the back of that line, yeah, yeah. At least till I'm finished, yeah. Live by my face instead of your label. I took your place, soon as you left the table. Keep that in mind, stay on your grind. Don't waste your time, I say, don't waste your time. All I've got is these broken clocks I ain't got no time Just burning daylight Still love, still love, still love Still love, still love, still love shortly by my one and only partner, Miss Leisha. Now, we opened up that musical little segment with Keith Robinson. Yes, we love us some Keith Robinson here on the chat room. So we rounded it off with Chris Carey. Now, Chris Carey is a new artist on the scene, and he actually granted Leisha and I an interview a couple of months ago. So make sure you go check out our archives. And while you're over there, 
flip through them because Alicia and I have had some awesome, awesomely amazing guests grace us in the chat room, and they have shared so much with us. They've shared their talents and abilities. They've uh, shared um, the passion behind what it is that they do, and they all do it uh, for you, for us. You know, just to share, because like I said, you never know where you are in life, and you may be touched by uh, a certain passion of someone else, and you may just need that nudge to get you going in the right direction. We've had some great guests, so make sure you check out those archives. Uh, Alicia and I are doing some amazing things. We're going to bring some great things to you guys this next segment until our next break, but uh, share with us how you guys like our music. You know, we have so much music. And speaking of music, if you'd like to get your music into rotation, just send it over to the chat radio show at gmail.com. Once again, that is the chat radio show at gmail.com. And also, while you're over sending that email to us, if you have someone that you'd like to hear on this chat or you want us to get to know them a little bit better and share them with our listening audience, send that information over there as well. Once again, that Email is the chat radio show at gmail.com. Now, while we wait for Mr. Spud, Clifford Spud Johnson to join us in the chat room, we're going to continue playing some music because I'm kind of in that mood. So that's the kind of music that we have now. We have so much. I'm just trying to find one of my favorites. You know, we have so many. Now, you guys know Mr. Omar Tyree. He's not just an author. He has his hand in some of everything, and he has graced us with his presence quite a few times here on Let's Chat, and we have quite a bit of his music. So let's hear some Mr. Omar Tyree. Let us know how you like it. We'll be right back. Major League, who's contact? Get so much dough on luxury tax. And when I die, they put me in wax. From ball so hard, picture that. I want an NBA contract. Floyd Mayweather money in the backpack. Cut the check and let me cash that. Now the ladies all want me to flash that. Yeah, they all want me to flash that. That NBA contract. That NBA. I wish I was born with a wicked jump shot. Steph Curry style, stroke a three from a mile. Or I cross you over like Kyrie. James Harden to the rim with a lefty. Or play real hardball like Jimmy B. Better yet, raise up like KD. But I can only be who I was born to be. And that's a Kyrie with a double E. A West Philly slash Uptown OG. Now get a load of me. I'm in the owner's seat. That's where I gotta be to guarantee my legacy. You heard me say, yeah, I'm not a player. Cut the check. 
foot young boy, teach him the moves on a hard floor. Win us a title and we will adore. Now we got one ring, but we want more. We gotta keep the speed up like John Wall. And let's see if these young Lakers can really ball. Will they come up short or will they stand tall? Now we all talking about Russ, Mellow, and Paul. The next big three, okay, we'll see. LeBron's reunited with D for ring three. But that'll be ring number four for both fours. We know Ben Simmons can pass the Willie four. Drive it down the lane to the whole thing of gold, yes. The six is still the trust in the process. But hey, it won't matter what they all say when the Warriors come out to play, yeah. I want an NBA contract. Major League, who's contact? to get where you want to get 
with your brand and your book. And so I'm excited that we have the fabulous author, publisher, Cash, in the building. Welcome home. Welcome home. We also have author Stacey Covington-Lee in the building. And then again, we have the fabulous Clifford Spud Johnson. So we're going to kick this off with Spud. Hey, Spud, how are you? Hey, how y'all doing? We are good. We are good. It's been a minute since we talked to you as well as seen you. You got to catch us up. What you been doing, man? I've just been grinding. I let out three books this year, and I've just been bouncing everywhere. Just recently was in Atlanta, going back to Atlanta on the 27th, flying to Vegas in the morning for a signing tomorrow evening for my 30th class year reunion. So that should be pretty wow. good. Everybody's telling me to make sure I bring plenty of books. So I got two suitcases full of them. That's right, that's right, because you got to sell outside of the book events, too. You're going to be in Las Vegas, folks going to be all turned up. They're going to need a book while they sell. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's why cause we, we got all kind of events planned. We're going to be having a sock hop or something at a bowling alley and then another party, then an all-black party, and I'm going to be having the books at every event until I they go. I love it. Man, I love it. That's right. Turn up in literature. Turn up in literature. So, outside of the books that you dropped this year, tell us, you got to tell us what you've been cooking in your creative kitchen. We know you dropped those books, but I know you put oh, some other stuff up. I already, I already done turned in my three books for last year right now, so I'm on brain relax time right now because <laughs> I went hard for the summer. Well, since March, and completed my three books the next year and already turned them in. Stolen moments. They Don't Play Fair, which is the third um, installment to my He Don't Play Fair and She Don't Play Fair. I'm mm-hmm. bringing that to an end. And Gangster Twist Ford, my, uh, I'm bringing my best-selling series, Gangster Twist, to an end. I'm, I'm tired of it, so we got to do something new. And I'm focusing on my new series, uh, Hot Shot Series, which was Can't Stop, and then the sequel was Won't Stop. And then the next one I'm working on, be started back working on probably next month because I can't stop working for too long. My brain started getting too much information. I got to get it out. <laughs> I know that's, <laughs> that's right. right. Okay, it's like a I, gift that cursed. <laughs> I know. You know what? You don't have to tell us here on Let's Chat because don't no grass grow up under our feet. We both stay mighty, mighty busy on a regular basis. Now, our topic this, this evening is New Me, New Moves. It's a new month. Um, you got new things, you got plans, you got so much going on. How do you balance that? Because as an author, we know that there's constantly voices talking in your head. So you get distracted because you, you got Susie that want to speak out, and then Jeff, he got something to say, and it's like, I got some things to do. How do you, uh, how do you organize your thoughts and, and, and your time to be able to balance all the things that you have going on and write? Mainly. You know, I work a full-time job, uh, Uber, as well as write and travel in between them, but try not to make every book sign that I can. And mainly the discipline came from, you know, I was in prison. That's where I signed my first deal in federal prison. I did 15 years, 11 months. And the discipline, once I started writing, I would get up in the morning, say 6, I'll go work, I'll go eat breakfast, and I'll go work out from 7 to 8, come back, shower, and then I would go to the library and I would stay from 8 to 10, come back, have lunch, go back to the library and stay from noon to 3, and then come back, have dinner, and go back to the library from 5 to 7, then come back, shower, wind down for the day. And that discipline just stayed instilled in, in me 
because now my daily program, when I'm in town, I get up. I get up about 5.45, get me a, a glass of juice or something, and I'll write or take notes or edit or update something from basically 6 to about 8. Then I go, then I'll go Uber, and I'll go Uber from like about 8 to 12. Then I'll come back in, rest, and then I'll go to work from 3 to 10. And that's my day. Now, when travel time comes in and bench whatever, I set that up and I make my events and I do it and I just stick to it. And then I have my email checking my update my email list daily to make sure I'm and just I'm trying to build a big email list so I can keep all my supporters and fans who are not up on my upcoming work and what's going on with me and interacting with them. I love That's it. Just I love it. It's just it's just the discipline. I don't party, I don't go out. I when I party and go out is when I go to book signings. I have fun and do something like that. And when I'm in town, this is what I do daily. Mm. Wow. Only day I, well, you have only to day I take off is Sunday. Yeah, only day I take off is Sunday. But, like, right now I haven't been writing, so my morning time basically been taking notes and doodling. Like I say, it's, it's like a gift and a curse because you can't shut it off. You'll see something. And you want to write it down, you want to lock it in, and I always say, I'm going to remember it, but I never do. So I got in the habit of just putting in my phone real quick, different thoughts, different storylines, something might come to me. I'm like, okay, I can, I can use that. I can do that. I can make a good twist with that. Because my thing is I'm always trying to stay unpredictable and keep my fans satisfied with, with these good reads. Mm. And that's my blueprint that's to funny. a thick pen. Everybody does it different. Everybody does it different. But like I say, I don't try to, I don't, even when I'm in a zone, I don't, like, try to force nothing. Well, if I don't do it within two-hour time that I have to write, I stop. And I clock myself. Just like it was a bell ringing, yard recall time to go in. It's a bell in my head. I stop it. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's a lot, right? This is Tony, and, and from all that you've shared with us, uh, once again, thanks for joining us. You have to be on a disciplined, you know, type of schedule in order to, to maintain so much. But why you have all of that going on, and you are so disciplined, do you ever come across writer's block because you have so much going on at the same time? Never. Never. I've never ran it. Like I say, it's a gift and a curse. It's a gift because it's a blessing for God that I was blessed to be able to create good good stories. And it's a curse because I can't shut it off. I cannot shut it off. Mm-hmm. I, I literally drive. When I'm driving, I'm thinking about a story. When I'm when I'm writing, I'm thinking about a story. When I'm at work, I'm thinking about a story. I'm thinking about how can I be better? How can I make this next book better? And then stories and steady stuff is steady popping in my mind. And it's just, it's, like I said, it's a gift and a curse because I can't shut it down. But it's a blessing and mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Now, how long have you been writing? Um, well, like I said, I went to prison in 1999, and I read uh, Coldest Winter, Winter Ever. Mm-hmm. And I was, and that really mm-hmm. lit the fire. Really just, like, made me interested. Like, hmm, wow, okay. Because I've always read, but I've always read stuff like Sidney Sheldon, Stuart Woods, uh, Vince Flynn. I liked it, those espionage and those type of spins, and I just loved how Sidney Sheldon always had a monster twist in his stories. And Coldest mm-hmm. Winter's Ever was actually the first urban book I've ever read, and I and I and I dug it. I'm mm-hmm. like, wow. 
and it just made me, at that time, I was still in the rhetoric, fresh in prison, so I wasn't really focused enough. And then I think maybe a year or so later, I read Terry Woods' Truth to the Game. And I was like, mm-hmm. wow, huh. Then I read Be More Careful. But what made, what really lit the fire for me to write was my boy Quan. When I read Gangster, I was like, oh, no, I can do mm-hmm. this. <laughs> you know, I mean, I was in, I've, been a, I've been a street dude all my life, but, you know, I graduated from high school, and, I'm, you know, I've always been semi-intelligent. I just chose the wrong path. So once mm-hmm. I, after I read Gangster, after I read Gangster, I was like, okay. And I told Quan, I said, man, y'all thank you because you got me started. Jerry got me in the game. Quan got me started. Jerry Woods got me in the game, and Carl put me on. And that's how I like to say it. I thought because that's after right. I read, after I read, mm-hmm. started reading it, Gangster, after I finished Gangster, I, I, I instantly went to the store, my next store today, and bought me a bunch of legal pads, and I got started. And I penned a couple of books, mm-hmm. and I let dudes around the prison read them, and they was like, man, that's good, man, that's good. And then that's how I kept going, and I actually sent mm-hmm. Terry Woods one of my manuscripts from prison in 2003, and she didn't never respond back to me until 2005, and that changed my life. And she and I, I wow. sold her two of my two of my earlier manuscripts that she still not put out. Dying for me to buy them back now, but no, we good. <laughs> and <laughs> that's how, like I say, Quan got me started. Terry put me in, you know, got me on, but Carl put me on because Terry didn't want, Terry wanted me to keep selling her my books, but I I, I knew better. Even though I didn't know the actual business mm-hmm. part of it, I knew better. I wasn't going to just keep selling my work. So right. a guy named Jimmy the Saint from a guy named Jimmy the Saint from Philadelphia, who I was with, he wrote a couple books, and he had told me, he's like, man, you need to try to get a deal. And I'm like, well, I'm just dealing with Cherry selling her these now just to get something up under me. So he introduced me to a lady named Karen Mitchell, who works for Carl Weber. At the time, she had her own publishing company called True Life Publishing. And she, uh-huh. she did a deal with me, and I put my first book out, California Love. But then she went defunct within a year and closed her business down and gave me the rights back to my book. And she said, don't worry, now I got deflated because I finally had a book deal, and I did some cool numbers, about fifteen, twenty thousand for your first book. So I was, like, happy, and then I got deflated, like, okay, I'm just going to have to wait till I come home, and then I'm going to keep writing. Two mm-hmm. years later, in 2011, she started working for Carl, but she had always been working for Carl, but she mm-hmm. said she wrote me a letter, and it's like, hey, you got some work? Send me your best work you got right now. And that, at that time, I had just finished Gangster Twist One and Two, because I always feel the last two, the last books I write are the are the best one, because I try to beat them every time out. Absolutely. So right. I sent I sent her my book Gangster Twist One and Two. She said call Red, and she called me back and like, well, she not called me. She, she wrote me a letter about a month or so later. It's like. Gonna send you a contract, Carl. Love your books. We're gonna do a deal, and that was my first two books under Carl Weber, under Urban Books, Gangster Twist One and Two, which end up being my best-selling series out of all my work. Mm. So that's, wow. that's why I like to say, Quan lit the fire. Cherry put me put me in the game a little bit, and Carl put me all the way on. Mm-hmm. I love it, nice. I, and I love how you mm-hmm. each each. Individual, you 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 know, because this is the thing. A lot of times, no matter how stuff goes, people come into your your space, and yo, know, they cross paths with you for a reason. And see, we like people to stay forever, and sometimes it ain't forever that they're gonna stay. They got they there for a purpose. 
You know what I'm saying? And yep. once their purpose is over and, and that relationship is no more, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. No, it's thing. not. And we got to stop thinking that way. And I, I like the way you, you put it together to make sure that you gave props to everybody that crossed your path that took you to the next level. Mm-hmm. Each one of them. When I first came home, my first signing, uh, I went to Memphis. I think that's when I met you mm-hmm. all the first time in Memphis. And that's and, when I first met uh, Fort home. Worth. It was Fort Worth. In Texas. Oh, it's Fort Worth. Texas, Texas. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. Okay, it was in Texas. But that's where I met Carl. And boy, it was a book. My first book signing was in Memphis. And that's where I met. Mm-hmm. Well, not my first book signing out of my home state was in Memphis. And that's where I met Carl for the first time. And we have been doing business for over six years. And that's where I met Quan. And so, time I by introducing Carl, he said, I'm watching you. I, I, read, your, I read your work, <laughs> man. I'm watching you. And I said, man, thank you. I appreciate that. But I want to, oh, I'm glad I got to meet you because I want to tell you, you lit the fire when I read Gangster. And that, and then I mm. told him the same thing. I hit the fire. Terry put me on. Carl put me on. And then I just mm-hmm. met Terry for the first time face-to-face. And we did our first deal in 2005. So it was 13 years mm-hmm. before I finally met her face-to-face in Atlanta a couple of weeks ago. Wow. Wow. First time. Yeah. That was my first time. And we've done good business together. And talked a lot. We mm-hmm. always talked on the phone when I was in and once I was home in Texas or whatever. But this was our first face to face, and we had a ball. That must have been amazing. You know, you know, because yeah. uh, Quan has been um, has really inspired so many authors that that that's just been on the show. How they've shared how Quan has touched their literary life, and it's um, it just doesn't end. He's an amazing I mean, person. Quan, Quan. If he's a good guy, he's down earth, he's fearless, he's people. What I like about him, so I always make me step my game. As soon as this book comes out, I get it quick and I read. I'm like, okay, he's turning it up again. Let me, mm-hmm. let me get this. It's is sick, so it's time for me to get sick with mine. And he makes he keeps that fire. Not in no competition. <laughs> I'm not trying to write better than Quan or say I'm better than Quan. I just want to keep my pen right. sick just like he is. Absolutely, and right. he sets the bar high. This is one thing I love about Quan. Quan sets the bar high in everything that he does. You know, whether he's mm-hmm. writing them, he writes multiple genres. I mean, he, he's a blueprint to the industry. And when you listen to how he started and his branding, and, and you know, Quan is amazing, and he doesn't mind sharing his energy and his knowledge. He will drop a jewel on you in a minute. You couldn't mm-hmm. stand better That's because so true. He, 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 he drops another jewel on me and give me game every time he see me. And one time I was going through a little issue, and he texted me and called me. I said, mean, you all right? You know, he, he he been giving me a lot of the ins and outs and do's and don'ts of this business because I'm still ready. So mm-hmm. I'm more seasoned now. I'm talking about when I first came home, mm-hmm. I really was just going blind. I really didn't know. I was just doing signing or do this. I didn't really know a lot. And he gave he gives me game. Mm-hmm. On the regular, whenever we talk or whenever we see each other, he guaranteed dropped me some form of a tune, whether directly or indirectly, mm-hmm. and I love it. He's a real dude. He is, and you know, Cliff, he came in on the show not too long ago, and our whole show was just dedicated to Quan. And boy, did he <laughs> drop some jewels! He had the whole That's show right. to himself, and if we could have, we could have. We could have went even further than the two hours. That's how much that he shared of himself, and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So check out those archives, guys. Check them out. Quan drops some major jewels, not just in literary, but in life. Two hours of Quan. Who gets that? (laughs) Quan deserve it. Well deserved. Salute to my boy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, mm-hmm. you've been in the game for a minute. You've been dropping your books. You grind like no other. Don't miss a sign. Absolutely. <laughs> now, I want to know, if, if we were sitting here in 2020 talking about the things that you have accomplished, what are some of the things we'll be talking about? 2020? 2020. I finally made New York Times bestseller. It's not falling 15,000 short. All right now. That's, that's where <laughs> I'm at with it. You got to speak I, that thing. I keep. Mm-hmm. I got to speak it into existence. I done fell fifteen thousand short three times, and I, wow. I'm not gonna get it. That's why. That's why I'm building up this email list and constantly, and I'm not missing a sign. I don't care about. I don't. And people be like going for the signings for the monetary. Oh, I'm gonna try to sell fifty books, fifty books, ten. I don't care if I sell five. That's five new readers I got read my work, because the best commercial is word of mouth. When they read my work, they're going to tell somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's, right. that's what's more important to me than selling 50 books. If I go with 50, fine, I love it. Okay, cool. But if I just sell five to five new people, then that's five people. And them five people is going to equal 50. And, and that, and I say that by word of mouth, because they're going to tell somebody else. And when they treat them to read it, then they're going to tell somebody else. And that's going to spread it, and that's going to help me climb to get that extra 15000 I need for these next books coming out next year. You better talk mm-hmm. that talk. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a wonderful Thanks. thing. And like Lisa and I, we always say that word of mouth is your, is, is the best form of advertising. That's That's the truth. Yes. I mean, social media is good and all that and all the flyers you can send out and meet people. But other than going out there and meeting people and getting them books, getting, getting them in new people's hands, and they leave you confident in your work, you know how they're going to feel. There's people I done met for the first time at a signing, and they, they ask me, so what you write about? And after I explained the book and told them, and they get the book, email me or got in contact with me via social media and said, man, you were right. I couldn't put this book down. I told my sister, when is your next one coming out? Oh, my God, I don't believe I had never heard of your work. And that's just, that's the proof. That's all the proof I need. That word of mouth is the best mm-hmm. word you ever. I learned that from my uncle. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Now, you know, here on Let's Chat, we always like to give something fun because this is the thing. When you have authors, authors are so creative. And as readers, we get to experience their passion when we read their books. But if it, a lot of times you are always reinventing yourself, reintroducing yourself because there's always a new reader around. And so we always do something a little fun to help show the natural juices of our authors that we bring on the show. We know you're going to be perfect for this because you keep a character in your head. So I'm excited to see what Miss <laughs> Pete got say. Okay. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh-oh, he's already chuckling, but thank you once again for sharing your time with us. And we're excited to have uh-huh. you back in the chat room. Now, I'm going to give you three props, and we want you to give us a live excerpt, and you can pick two of your favorite characters, and they'll probably be two of your latest characters, because like you said, they get stronger with time. Now, your three uh-huh. props tonight is a straight jacket, 
Say it again. Some ice a straight cream. Jacket. A straight, straight jacket. jacket. Ice cream. Ice yes. cream. Uh-huh. Ice, a straight jacket, ice cream, and an axe. You know, that you chop wood with. I got you an axe, straight jacket, and some ice cream. Oh. Yes. Let those juices okay. flow. <laughs> okay. Now what, now, what you want me to do with them? you going to turn it into Connected a scene? Yep, you're going to turn it into a scene. Throw some characters from your book, or you can throw those props into a scene from your book, however you want to work it, however you want to okay, bring so it out. You, you want me to use three different characters, one for each one, or you want me to use just one, one of my favorites? However you want to do it. However you want to do it. Okay, this, I'm going to use my This is your creative juice, so right, however you want to show it. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. It, it stays in my head. My, my character, Hotshot. He's a that's the the latest from my Can't Stop and Won't Stop series. The, the late my late my latest two books. I love him because he's okay. a hero. Basically, basically, I feel we don't have any heroes, actually quote unquote good guys in our book. You know, patriotic and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And that comes from my readings of Vince Glenn. I like the espionage type of thing, so I incorporated it in my writing. Now, Hotshot, okay. he was his his family was murdered. His family was murdered. And he's still trying to figure out that murder. But come to find out, he's a heavy drug dealer, arms dealer. He's, he's, he has his hands in so much illegal. And he's very violent. He's very angry. But at the end of the first book, you find out that he's an undercover FBI agent assigned by the president to, do, to clean up as much of the urban communities of all crime he can get his hands on to in any way necessary. So he's basically got the green light by the president, which is Obama, but I never say Obama. But you get the feel that it's him. And he, more or less, is rogue. He's basically rogue, but he's, and his thing is, in order to do some good, you got to do some bad. So I just gave you that okay. little bit of hot sauce so you can build his character to see what I'm going to do with the axe, ice cream, and straight jacket. All right. Okay. 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 Basically, hot sauce just flew into a new city where he's going to get into the feel of things because his word around from the other cities that he's been that he's a serious major player. But he's still so angry because he's still trying to find out the people who killed his family, brutally murdered his family. So now he's, he, he, the anger is mounting each way he goes. He's getting more and more aggressive. So he entered into a club, and he's seen like three different dudes. And one thing that he hates, he hates the word nigger, and that was instilled from him from his father. He felt a black man should never degrade another black man by calling him a nigger. So every time he meets mm-hmm. dudes and dudes come up to him and like, hey, what's going on, hot shot? What's up with you? Oh, what's up, homie? Oh, we all, oh, it's all good, my nigga. Hey, homie, don't use that word in front of me. Don't use that. You can call mm-hmm. me knucker or dog or bro. Don't use that word. And most times he doesn't say it in a nice way because dudes always seem like he's being overly aggressive because that's his mind state. Mm-hmm. So once the dude... The dude we're going to say name is Charles said, they like, man, man, you and your feelings like that? He's like, yeah, I'm in my feelings because I don't play that. So don't say that word to me. Because if you keep on talking and playing with me, I'm going to grab one of these. I'm going to go to my woodshed and grab this axe, and I'm going to cut a limb off because I ain't playing. Oh. They see the serious tone, and they see a serious tone, and they already heard about his get down from other states, and they know he's not playing. So he steps off from the club, and his mood is kind of, pissed off, so he see this little cutie, so he walks up to her and introduces himself. And he said, I would like to offer you a drink, but you look so sweet, I'd rather take you down to 31 Baskin Robinson and get you some ice cream. Mm. 
Oh. She, she, she smiles, and she said, oh, man, that's different. He's like, yeah, why, why consume liquor when we consume something sweet and get, get nice, sweet, and sticky and, and do more things with the ice cream than eat? Oh, feeling that different type of feeling that different type of flavor just kind of excited her. Plus, he's easy, easy on the eyes. Six foot one, nice chiseled frame, nice Caesar cut with a smooth beard. So she's like, "Hmm, man, I'm kind of scared. I really want to go with you, but I'm kind of scared. Well, what you scared of, baby? I'm scared if I get to messing with you, you're gonna have me crazy and have me put in a crazy house and wrapped up in a straitjacket." <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right now. I will make y'all laugh because when he said that, y'all thought oh. I had a guy tell me. He was like, You scared? I was like, Scared of what? He said, You scared? I'm going to swallow your soul. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. right. <laughs> that, that was nice. <laughs> Ice cream and a straight jacket. A little gangster, mm-hmm. a little sexual innuendo. Exactly what I wanted to wanted you to forgive us. So you filled the 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 checklist marvelously. <laughs> and see that's how I write. I try to give a little balance of everything. I don't want to be have a book that's just gangster, gangster, shoot 'em up, kill, 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 kill and I mean, that's predictable right. when it gets boring. So I try to give you a balance, right. a little bit of the action. For the people who want the thuggish and like the thuggish, I give them a little bit of that. I give them a little bit of the, mm-hmm. you know, they want the sexy, the hot and the sticky. They want to see the romance. They want to see the sexy and all that. And then I give them my storyline, and I combine it with a proper balance. And most time that mm-hmm. my little, it, it's, been, it's been working out for me. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why we do what we do here on this chat, because we love giving you guys some props, and you instantly go into story mode, and that's just your creative juices flowing, so we thank you for that. Okay, thank you so much. See, I got to remember that. Does this take so y'all can send this to me? I got to remember that I might have to put that in the in this next book. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Absolutely, absolutely. That, no, link I sent no you, that link I sent you should be live in the next couple of hours, and you can replay it. That's the replay. You can also replay it on iTunes. Or any podcast app, but you can replay it from that link that I sent you. Okay, I'll definitely check and it don't, out. And, and don't hesitate to put the lovely ladies of us chat in there. I'm just saying. Say it <laughs> again. Say it again. I didn't hear you. I said, don't hesitate to put the lovely ladies of us chat in there. You know, we don't mind. We're just saying. <laughs> okay, don't worry about it. Now, now, see, look, everybody be asking me, put me in a book, put me in a book. I can, but I can't guarantee what happened, what would you do, or whatever. So if I do, don't be mad at me. No, never that, never that. We just love literature, so whatever you throw our way, we'll just read and be happy. Okay. All right. Yeah, we don't mind. We don't mind. They used my name as Pesto Bitch, uh, and um, the character was dope, but, you know, she was a little off the hook. But I didn't mind. You guys, <laughs> when Cash and Nene used my name, it was all right. I'm in the three book series. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. oh. But well, thank we you thank once you. again for joining us. Go ahead, Lisa. We want to okay, thank you no so problem. much for coming to kick it with us here in the chat room. We want you to shout out all of your social media when your books will drop. Um, your newest book that is out. 
all any events you got coming up, uh, your website, if you got that, just everything's fun. Just roll it down to us. Okay. Well, you can hit me up on Clippers Flood Johnson on Facebook and on IG, same moniker, or you can check out my website at www.clippersfloodjohnson.com. And with all my updated work and my past work, my latest workout was Won't Stop that was released in May, 86,000 and counting. I did um, Can't Stop by 1,000, and that's for them new readers out there. And my new work coming out next year, I don't have the exact release date, but they normally is in mm-hmm. come like around February, April, and then June. Is they don't want they don't play fair, which is the third installment to my He Don't and She Don't Play Fair um, series, and then Gangster Twist Four, mm-hmm. which is the final installment of my Gangster Twist series, and Stolen Moments, which is going to be a new uh, something new, a totally new book that I came out trying to do something a little bit different. So be on the okay. lookout, and I'm everywhere. When signings, I check, try to stay abreast of all signings. I try to hit different states instead of trying to hit the same ones like I will do repetitive anyway. But uh, mm-hmm. just for the rest of the year, I got upcoming. I got um, Vegas tomorrow, and then I got um, Atlanta, October 27th. And then that's pretty much it for the rest of the year. I'm going to chill until next year and then come out and set up my new dates. But all that be on my website. You can check me out. Absolutely. Okay. We so appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Thank you all so much for having me. And you are always you welcome are in the chat room. All right. All right. Y'all be good. God bless y'all. You too. Uh, thank you. Alrighty. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, Bye-bye. bye-bye. That was I love awesome. It. His energy is everything. Mm-hmm. He's been up quite everything. a bit since we last since we last talked to him. Uh and I Absolutely. love that spontaneity the way he gave us that background. Yes, I love that. His cre- creativity is everything. Now we got our mm-hmm. next fabulous guest, this lady. She stay creative. Oh my God. And her energy is everything. Um we got the fabulous Stacey Covington Lee. Okay. Can you hit her? That 404? Okay. I got to Please, sorry. Okay. Hello, okay. ladies. Hey. Hi, ladies. How are y'all this <laughs> evening? We are good, Miss Stacey. How are you? I am fantabulous. Just fantabulous. Glad to be here with you guys. Welcome, welcome, oh, welcome. So, honey, Thank you got to you. let us know what you've been cooking in your creative kitchen, honey. What you got going on? Well, honey, let me tell you. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> let me tell you. Well, um, my latest release, I actually released in February in time for Valentine's Day, and it is this is my first collection of short stories titled The Love That Lies Between Us. And I love it because you've got some short stories, honestly, that might be a page. You've got others that are chapter stories. So they just range in length. They all have very intriguing characters. And I love the book because it really is about the love that lies between It's about all the relationships in our lives, the relationships between you and your parents, you and your child, you and your man, you you know what I mean? Uh And it's just those Uh different 
the different dynamics of our relationships. And some of the stories are very um, dramatic. Some focus on, uh, like, domestic violence situations. Some focus on just, like, just pure love stories. But it's all about the love in our lives and ultimately the love we have for ourselves. I love so, it. Yes, yeah, so I love that. That's my first little collection. Thought I would give my hand at it. I did that, and now it's time to move on. And I love it, but, you know, I'm, I'm a full-length novel kind of girl. Mm-hmm. So it's back mm-hmm. to that. And uh, I anticipate the release of um, my latest novel in the next mm, three months or so. Um, so it'll be either by the end of the year. If I, actually, if I have to wait till December, it'll likely be the 1st of January. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so this is something new for me. It is actually going to be a Christian romance. Wow, okay. <sighs> yeah, that's that's me dipping my toe into uh, <laughs> uncharted territory. Was uncharted for me anyway. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it is. Yeah, you know, my books usually have oh. a couple of scenes in there that you know <laughs> some Christians don't want to read. Although we all know even Christians get down. So. I was I was about to say that they may not want to read it, but they'd be partaking. They might not want to read it. Please, right? All Christians get Christians get down too. Otherwise, they wouldn't be here. You know, somebody had to get down. So exactly. I have some questions for you because I want to go back. I want to go back to when you decided to sit down and say, "I'm about to do this." Um, what was going on in, in Stacy's world that said, I'm about to sit down and write this book? You know what? At the time, I was working for um, a health insurance company. Had been there like 17 years, right? Uh-huh. Had met my best friend there, me and this girl, Thick as Thieves. And the company was actually um, shutting down its Atlanta uh-huh. claims offices. And so me and my friend, she was just like this fantabulous uh, interior decorator, and she knew I always loved to write and had talked about a book. And honestly, I, she, mm-hmm. she ganked me into it. She really did because she mm-hmm. was like, we're going to do something for ourselves. You know, when this runs out, we're doing something for us. And she was like, your thing is to write. I was like, yeah, you know, it is, but I don't know. She was like, girl, we're going to be like those other ladies, and we're going to write a book together. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. She came over. She was <laughs> over here at my house. That's why I say she ganked me into it, and I love her for it. We, she came over. We started. We came up with the premise for the book and started writing. Mm-hmm. Everything she would say, I would be like, that's good, but, oh, girl, that's a good idea, but. And I kept changing everything she would contribute. And she was like, yeah, you're, mm-hmm. And I kept writing, and we did, like, the first chapter, and she was just looking at me, and she was like, yeah, girl. She was like, see, you on a roll now. This is all you. I ain't got nothing to do with this. This is all you. And she left. I kept writing, and it turned out to be my first novel, The Knife in My Back. <laughs> wow. Uh, Look at yeah, that. That's, she, yeah. You know, that's what, a, that's what a good friend will do for you. Absolutely. You know, they give you... They sneak in and give you that encouragement. <laughs> they sneak you into your destiny. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, mm-hmm. fast forward, how has your pen grown since the first book that you penned? You know what? With 
with everything, you keep doing it. The, the way to get better at anything is to keep doing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To just keep mm-hmm. practicing to do it more and more. And also to read other people's work. You know, and I, I think that is just also a really good, you know, a, just a great key to success. You know what I mean? you got to right. study, and that includes studying other people's work. And I've just seen my work develop, um, you know, the, the as well-received as the first one was, which was just so amazing for me. I've seen mm-hmm. uh, the way my characters develop. Character development has really grown for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Plot lines have just grown for me. And the stories now are multi-layered. You know what I mean? It's not just that while the first one was multi-layered, this one, they now, the stories now just, they get a little deeper. You know what I mean? They're, the characters uh-huh. all grow more. The stories get deeper. It's multi-layered. Yeah, this is going on, but in the background you also have this. And over here, this character is one thing, you know, but away from the scene, she's something totally different. It's all about it's all been about the character development and learning to just take the stories deeper to take mm-hmm. people on more of a journey and that's that's what I'm really proud of that's what I pride myself on that's what I've worked to achieve and I think I've done that i'm i'm I've been really pleased with with uh the direction that my work has gone in, which is why I'm not afraid mm-hmm. to that's- dip my toe into you know a different genre now. I love it. But I'm glad you said that, uh, Stacey. This is Tony because I was going to ask you, as far as your character development and, and, you know, that background, you've got to do all the research, you are putting your toes into uncharted territory. How has it been any different than your previous writing, and has it been challenging for you as well? You know what? It's, honestly, it's been just as challenging as my other work. The difference mm-hmm. is that, the difference is more of a personal thing, which was mm-hmm. me sitting down yeah. to to work and me just saying, Lord, I want to do something different. Lord, mm-hmm. I just want you to guide me more. And it was honestly just mm-hmm. asking, asking him for more direction, and this is just kind mm-hmm. of where it took me. So I hope it will mm-hmm. be very well received. The toughest part? Is me trying to um, curtail my language. <laughs> I'm Christian, I'm saved, but I still cuss a little. So <laughs> you're not the you only one, girl. Right? You're not oh, the only you one. Know, we won't tell nobody. We won't tell. So it, it's that, <laughs> and it's funny because I'm trying to curtail my language. I'm trying to mm-hmm. um, do intimate scenes where. I'm not, um, I want people to feel the hotness without me mm-hmm. having to really just be like, sit down out on the page. Because, mm-hmm. you know, usually mm-hmm. I will do, <laughs> and I'm but telling you, you with tongues keep... and stuff. Oh, right. well, you, now, but you want to keep your, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you want to keep that interest. You want to keep those readers riveted to your pages. So I don't don't know, because I'm I'm, I'm a Christian as well, and I read what I read because I like what I read. And that's just life. 
So you don't want it to be it like so boring that I'm ready to put the page, put the book down at page 25. So you want to have a little spice. Oh, oh never. But it that. doesn't necessarily it doesn't necessarily have to be vulgar. But you know you you know how to use your words. So we want it to be exactly. have a little flavor, have a oh, little baby, you know flair to it, the, a little sexiness exactly. to it. <laughs> exactly. Trust me, there is the hotness. The character uh-huh. is the hotness. There is the <laughs> sexiness. There right. is the sex. Um, but like you say, I know it, how to use my words, and it's oh, funny yes, because it, it reminds me. <laughs> I know, right? It reminds me. I was trying to. I was not trying. I did. I wrote a. Um, I'm in a. I have a Facebook group on. I have a group on Facebook. Stacy's Reading Sanctuary. So it's a private group. Mm-hmm. So it's if you're feeling tender, people, like, oh, uh, you know, hey, don't ask to join. <laughs> if you're feeling mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm open and we discuss, we discuss some of everything, then, hey, there you click go. on the, the group <laughs> and come on and join. But I'll do, like, these weekly or biweekly stories, and the group was like, get one of the people in the group was like, can we get an erotic story? Hello, a Freaky Friday? So I did a Freaky Friday, but I'm trying not to get put in Facebook jail. And one of the girls is laughing because I described this sex scene. And it's got all the sexiness and all the hotness. But instead of calling his member what his member was, you know, I was just like, and uh-huh. then when she was ready, she slid down and their puzzle pieces fit perfectly together. And she was like, really? <laughs> Let me go over there. The Let me go quick that. Let me go click that link. Girl, right, right, <laughs> Let me right. tell you. Go click it because I wrote it, and they were like, uh-uh, wait a minute, we need a part two. So I ended up doing a part two of that short story because they wanted a little more hotness, you know. So There, there um, you go. So yeah, it's all about using your words, using your imagination. And the thing is mm-hmm. with me, well, if you've read my books, when you read my books, you know sometimes I put it all out there flat out. But then other times I mm-hmm. use words and the descriptions. It can be so detailed, but you still have to use your imagination because I like for the right. readers to use that imagination to push yourself uh-huh. in that woman's or that man's place, and I want you to feel it. I want it to touch you. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. That's just the, you know, I mean, you want to pay me a compliment? I've had people call me or inbox me. I had one interview one time. She was firecracker, mad, hot, just just 38 hot at a character and a scene. That was like a huge compliment Mm -hmm. because I made you feel something. Somebody else in the elevator was like, oh, my gosh, you got me tingling. I'm like, okay, I made you feel something. (laughs) <laughs> that's right. No, that's right. I'm like single girl. Go and you, <laughs> and you want them to make a theirs, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, you want to evoke some kind of emotion. Absolutely. Right. And I'm glad that you said that because the whole, as a reader, you know, you are em- emotionally immersed inside of one's words when it comes to a book. So, especially if the pen is right. If the pen is done right, when that the character moves to the left, you move into the left. If they spit out their water, you spit out your. I mean, you you're you're really emotionally connected to the characters and the book, especially if it's written the correct way. 
Absolutely. Has there ever been a time that you've written something or written a character a certain way, and after it was all said and done, you were like, oh, I don't like the way I did that? Let me tell you what I'm good for. I'm good for, and it's, and I do this every book, every time, and, and it'll just be my way. But I there have been times when I have written a scene with a character, and I know how I want them to come off in that scene. I know the emotion I want to evoke. I know, I, I know how I want it to go. And I sit and I write and mm-hmm. I think I'm doing it and I got it. I'm good. It's like, oh, this is the bomb. And I, and I tend to write at night. It's just, I don't know, I'm just a night owl. And I go to bed. Mm-hmm. And then the next night, it's just force of habit. I always go back and I read the last chapter that I worked on the previous night. And there have been times when I sat down, read that chapter from the previous night, deleted the whole thing, and started off because I'm like, that didn't come off the way I wanted it. And if I'm not feeling it, how can I expect my readers to feel it? If I'm not, you know what I mean? If it's not giving me, if I'm the writer and it's not giving me what I want it to give me, how can I expect somebody else to get that from it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what? You better talk exactly. that talk because it's been so often that I hear authors say, "I'm so tired of this book. It's this. It's not. It's dry. If you think it's dry, we gonna think it's dry too. You know what I'm saying? If you exactly. if you're tired of it, we gonna get tired of it in the middle of the book too. If you feel like oh, this is just painful and you know, we're gonna feel that." See, this is the thing yeah. that I think some authors don't understand. When you really, really, really got that pen that wrapped people up in your work, we can tell when you rush your book. We can tell if you're touching on a subject that you're not quite sh- sure about, you've never experienced, uh, you didn't research well about. We can tell all of that. And even exactly. if you are writing the opposite sex, we can tell if you're not really comfortable with that type of pen. Um, being able to write a male character, being able to write a female character. You know, some of those things, writing different aspects of, of characters are uncomfortable to some authors because they, they can't relate. But that's, that's where your uh-huh. homework comes in. Exactly. You know what I mean? I don't care if you are not comfortable. I mean, me, myself, am I comfortable with drug use and do I know all the drug paraphernalia and all that? No, but am I am I also ashamed to say that just like every other family, somewhere there's a Willie or a Lou that is very familiar, more familiar than he needs to be. I will uh-huh. call Willie or Lou. You know what? Because they can tell me. I'm sorry, everybody got one. I don't care how far down the line it is. Everybody got one. Uh-huh. And I will call That's Willie true. or Lou or whoever and be like, look, because I've done it before, I'm like, look, um, uh, I just really need to know, like, how much would this sell for on the street? And he <laughs> like, what the hell? I'm like, dude, just answer my questions, please. <laughs> and, no, you ain't going to do no drug. This life ain't for you. I'm like, you're right. It's not. I'm writing. Could you please answer my questions? My character. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, where your right, research, right. you know what I mean? You know what, you know what that relative's life looks like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to ask them questions and find out the details and find out because they can give you a description of their life that just will break your heart and make you understand. So do your research so that you can write something that rings true. Absolutely. You know what right. I mean? 
And that's why, I mean, I, I, man, I give so much credit to those authors that can kick a book out every three months. I'm like, man, I, hey, I'm like, bat, like bowing down. You go, that's the bomb. I'm not that girl. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. that girl. Because when my, my, my work does come out, I want you to read it. I want you to heal it. And uh-huh. if I'm doing that every three months, I know me, I'll get burned out. And you're gonna and I don't I I never want my reader to go okay she was she was she was tired of this you know what I mean and that's happy. not what I and you can tell it's rushed and, and you can tell mm-hmm. you can tell mm-hmm. absolutely right. but you know here on this chat we love to because see we we love to move that word of mouth we love to uh, promote the authors that come on our show and so in that process we have a little thing that we do. We love to be able to taste the natural juices of an author um, and share it with our listeners. So we, we're going to do a little live excerpt with you. T is going to give you some props. <laughs> now you can take those oh, props. Lord. You, can, you can spin the story however you want to spin it. You can put, it, you can put the props in, a, in a, a scene in your book. You can create a new scene. We don't mind if you want to use the scene in your next little read. We're not even going to ask you for no coin for that. But we want you to share your special business with us. So, T, I'm excited to see because, you know, she got a nasty pen on the damn low. <laughs> you are not the first to tell it, and I am not offended. So, are we ready? I'm ready. All right. Now, Stacey, once I again, thank you so much for sharing sharing your time with me, Alicia, and, I get, and our listeners tonight. Now, your three props tonight are going to be some baby oil, some thigh-high mm. boots, red, and red, some red, red thigh. Oh, okay. Okay, baby oil, red thigh-high boots, and a stun gun. Ooh. Ooh. That's okay. 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 All right. So here's what we're going to do. Y'all remember the little story I told you about in my reading sanctuary? A little Freaky mm-hmm. Friday? Mm-hmm. We're going to yes. go ahead and we're going to expand on Freaky Friday, okay? All right. The main character All right. in Freaky Friday was Alec. Alec was dealing with a dude in college. She was young. He was her first. She was inexperienced. She was trying to save herself. Dude stayed with her a whole year until he broke her down and she gave in. And then he told her, this is whack sex. I can't do it. And he left her. He broke our heart. Okay? So I want you to picture it. Here we are. Ten years later, Alec goes back for homecoming, and she has one thing in mind. She wants to find homeboy. And she wants to put it on him and make him Mm. regret ever having kicked her to the curb because of whack sex. Okay? Uh Okay. So um, Alec had staged the room. She had him right where she wanted him. She teased him just enough on campus to pique his interest and to make him run for the hotel. She looked around the room. The candles were lit. The baby oil was warming. 
she looked in the mirror and was just satisfied with the thong, the garter belt, the bustier bra, and the coup de gras, those red thigh-high come-get-me boots. Yes, honey, get She it. spun around. She doused herself with just a little bit of perfume because she wanted mm-hmm. him to take her in all of his senses. She wanted them all to be wrapped up in her. She heard a tap at the door, and Robert came in. She opened the door and watched him glide in. Just the look on his face said, I'm coming to get you. He didn't know what she had waiting. He wasn't ready when she pushed him down into the chair. He wasn't ready when she handcuffed his hands behind his back. He wasn't ready when she straddled him and slid down his body, licking and kissing. He got so carried away, so caught up in Alex, that he never saw her reach for the stun gun. His excitement could hardly be contained, and just when he thought, She was going to connect the puzzle pieces. He got the shock of his life. (laughs) Girl, you better stop it. it. You better stop it, Stacey. I love it. I love it. Oh, my God. That was good. Yes. That was good, good. and I was all in it, too. That was good. I love that. Me, too. Me too. You did. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Girl, you put it down, Stacey. Yes. I'm gonna say my my stilettos off to you. Well, thank you very much. We so appreciate you coming to kick it with us tonight in the chat room. We want you to shout out all of your social media, your website if you have one, any events you have going on, and your latest read for all the readers to get they one click on. Yes, thank you, ladies, so, so much for having me. Everyone, I invite you to go to my website where you can find excerpts from books, blog information, blog posts. It's all at www.stacycovingtonlee.com. My Facebook, again, I have the Facebook group, Stacy's Reading Sanctuary. If you're game to discussing all kinds of things, hey, come on and join us. We do inspirational. We do erotica. We do, it, it is the place where positivity lives. So just look for Stacy's Reading Sanctuary. You can also find me there on Facebook. My page is author Stacy Covington Lee. Instagram is S. Covington Lee. Twitter is Covington Lee. You can Google Stacy Covington Lee because everything comes up. <laughs> um, and again, my latest book is The Love That Lies Between Us. It is a collection of short stories that are sure to please. You will find yourself in the pages, I promise. And be on the lookout mm. for my latest release that will be coming out. Uh, I'm just going to say the first of the year just to be safe. Um, but mm-hmm. I'll be posting things. I will also be kicking off a great uh, book tour the first of the year. That information can be found on my website. And um, the last event I'll be doing for this year will be 
November 3rd here in Atlanta. So uh, you can also find that information on my Facebook, IG, Twitter, and all that good stuff. Wow. All right, Stacey. You got it going on, girl. Thank you so much for joining us, and we are going to be reeling from your uh, props tonight. Thanks again. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you guys so much. We appreciate you, and you are welcome (laughs) in the chat room anytime. Thank you. Oh, yeah, have a good one. Yeah. Okay, you too. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, that Please. was great. That was hot, that was great. Wasn't it? Yes, I love it. I love to see and feel and experience the natural creativity of authors. You know, a lot of times readers don't get to experience that rawness. We get it from the book after the editor has, has you know, tightened it up, helped the author tighten it up, and, uh, the publisher has, you know, looked at it and, and told them what needs to be changed. But, you know, that rawness, you know, everybody can't do that rawness. So I'll, she brought it, honey. She brought it. Yes, she did. <laughs> well, She y'all, had some good props to use, though. Yes. Those are some good. And then red, thigh-high red boots. You know, you got some thigh-high red boots. You got to go down, for real. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, it's about that time, y'all. We got our next fabulous guest, author, publisher, Cass. Welcome, Chief. Peace. How y'all doing, Queens? Hey, hey, boss man. Welcome to the chat room. Yeah, I'm up in here. How y'all doing? We are We're good. good. We good. are good. We want to say welcome home. Welcome home. Oh, yes. Most definitely. Thank Welcome you for home. that. It's a, uh, most definitely a blessing. We get your commentary. Can, your, your, absolutely. We get your commentary on the Facebook uh, where you blog your experiences since you have been home. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, okay. you, you talk about it on Facebook. You was like, it was like I, I wanted to ask them if I could have an extra day. You know, tell us tell us what's been going on in Cash's world. Um, the last week and a half, at home a little over a week now. Well, uh, so I'll just begin, like, you know, on the day or even before then because it was like on a Wednesday and uh, I got a call out and, I mean, they called me up there to sign parole papers, which was unexpected at that time. So I did have some idea that I would be – uh, probably coming home before the end of the year. So they had called me up there on like a Wednesday and told me mm-hmm. I'm going, you're going home Monday. And I was like, damn, Monday? Because I was really expecting them to say like, you know, maybe the end of October. And so it was like really, really quick that I was going home. And so that Monday, uh, you know, I, I mean, after that Wednesday, I hit my family up and my children. My family's up in Ohio. My children are in Georgia. I hit them up and let them know. So some of my family flew down from Ohio, uh, uh, two of my sisters and uh, my nieces, they flew down from Ohio, and my uh, daughter and then they came to pick me up. They wanted to be here at the gate when I walked out. So walking out, like just mm-hmm. even dressing out, even just when uh, it was known in the prison that I was getting ready to get out because I did, like, you know, I did 27 years. I, I'm well-respected in the prison system, man because I give respect and carry myself with respect. So a lot of people was happy, a whole lot of people was happy to see me leaving, you know. And so, you know, mm-hmm. that was mixed emotions because I'm getting out and there's some guys that did as much time or more staying in 
and all of that. And I know how I felt every time somebody went home. I always felt glad, but I was always wondering, like, when my opportunity don't come because I was sentenced to a life sentence for 30 years. So when you have mm-hmm. a license for 30 years, you're like, wow, that's a long time. And the average mind can't even wrap their mind around it because they think, well, if he got life plus 30 years, he ain't going to ever get out of there. Now, I never felt like I wasn't going to ever get out because I knew the law a little differently. And so I knew that in Georgia, a life sentence, you could still make parole as long as you didn't have life without parole. So I was always hopeful and striving, mm-hmm. you know, and waiting on that day, but it still seemed like it was never come. So uh, that Monday when I walked out of the gate, I can't, I mean, till, till today, I can remember every other day, but the Monday when I walked out, it's like a dream. It, it, it don't even seem real. I know I walked out. I was, mm-hmm. They gave me some khakis and a shirt to put on and some little bobo, uh shoes that you have to wear out in parole. You can't dress out in your own clothes. So I told my people to bring me an outfit to wear. My daughter, man, they brought that. And as soon as I got in the car, I changed out of the state issue stuff, and we rode up. Mm-hmm. We rode somewhere. I threw it in the garbage. We was on the road right home. My daughters and my, you know, my children were so happy, and my family, you know, someone was crying and all of this. But it still seemed like a dream to me, like it wasn't real. You know, so since then, mm-hmm. uh, what I've been doing, I've been doing just a, a whole lot of the little things you have to do to get back that you never really realize. Okay, you've been gone 27 years, so you don't have any medical insurance. You don't have dental. You don't have any of that stuff because the prison did that type of thing for you. So, you know, mm-hmm. coming home, you have to get all that situated. You know what I'm saying? Now, fortunately for my company, Lockdown Publications and all of that, and the assets I had to uh, people out here and the people that I had helping me already had banking, you know, dealing with the banks and all of that. So bank accounts, all that, but I didn't have uh, health insurance or uh, general insurance and none of that. So it was just a matter of, you know, since I've been out getting all of that together and trying to figure out what's the best plan for that because I work for my company. So they approve on parole where I don't have to get a job because I work for my own company, Lockdown Publications, and as an author. So, you know, just getting all of that stuff, and then you have to buy everything. So I'm, I'm talking about everything. I didn't have not one. I mean, my children and stuff bought some stuff for me. But coming home mm-hmm. after 27 years, of course, you don't have any clothes, shoes, nothing. So, you know, I've been doing that, and I've been trying to adjust to the style. I see the style. Some of it I ain't with. Like the skinny leg jeans, I ain't wearing none of that stuff, you know. I'm, I'm talking about just being real, man. But honestly, mm-hmm. it's like, and, and saying this, to me, because I've been gone a long time, the men dress like women, just like women. It seemed like that to me. Like every, well, I, it's no disrespect, but just say unisex. No, you're right. Wear the same type of stuff. No, you're right. You know what I'm mm-hmm. You're right. So you're that's right. what it means. <laughs> I see guys with painted fingernails and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I, see, I mean, it's a whole lot of stuff. So to me, I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I know I ain't going to get with that style. So I just get, you know, they don't, I, I, I get some fitted jeans and a size too big. And then that'll be, you know, loose and, and, and I can wear sports gear and then that all fit good. So it's adjusting to that uh, food, wanting to eat everything that I have been denied for many years. So, it's, you know, I've been going out to eat, doing different things like that. But the most important thing is now that I'm free, I'm able to do a lot more business-wise. 
with my presence. So I began to, uh, you know, make strides in and doing that because it's for us, Lockdown Publications, we do more than just ebooks because of my so you know me being in prison a long time and well known throughout the prison and starting in the industry before there was even ebooks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I was known throughout mm-hmm. for paperbacks and I have some distributors like that. So uh, you know just being able to put things together our own full catalog. I think we got like 135 or 140 books out now with lockdown publications and you know getting things together now to where. I'm out here, and we can expand more and, you know, getting catalogs where they're distributed throughout the prisons in the United States. And so that's all I've been doing. I've just been trying to get reacclimated. It's different. I always thought that it was just going to be me getting out of prison, come home, and I'm right back mm-hmm. in the stride. And, and I never thought that I was affected by the time like that because some of the things that the men do in there when they're really, really institutionalized, that wasn't a part of me. I didn't get caught up in those prison things. And so I was still able to reach out to the public. I was writing. I was communicating. I was on social media. I was doing that. I always had uh, visits and in touch with my family and people on the outside. So some of the guys that didn't have that, the things like how they would, you know, kill and, and live and die for something minimal as a, a, a pack of Raymond suits and something like that, I never got caught up in mm-hmm. that part of it. So I looked at it. Like, they were institutionalized, but I wasn't, Mm -hmm. but I was wrong because when I came home, I realized that I am institutionalized, but not to their degree, but compared Mm -hmm. to the people that have been out in society, I am most definitely institutionalized. Sometimes it's sad, and for like three or four days, it was like weighing heavily on me because I was like, this ain't really, you know, it wasn't an atmosphere. I wasn't having no hard time adjusting to being free. It's just that my personality is I've always been in control of things. Even before I came to mm-hmm. prison, I was control of my cipher, everything around me, the people around me, the things I'm doing. And it was the same way in prison. And when I walked out here, I wasn't in control of nothing no more because mm-hmm. I didn't know nothing. Mm-hmm. And so every, everything I did, somebody had to show me how to use a debit card. But in prison, you know, I had a debit card. You're just punching in your CVV number and, and, stuff like that, but out here how to swipe it, whether it got a chip or it don't got a chip, whether you're using debit or credit. And, and so it was those type of things. I didn't even know how to open a car door from the inside. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And so no, mm-hmm. it was just all the little things. That's, it's all of that. It made, you know, a man is used to being in control of things and sure about everything he do and comment to not know how to do those little things, I think that's what weighed on me when I was when I might say something like I don't feel like I fit out here because I did not know mm-hmm. how to do anything anymore. So, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely, yeah. So that's how it is. It's been. Uh, I mean, it feels wonderful to be free. And uh, you know, I thought about this day, and while I was uh, in prison, I came up for parole like seven different times and got rejected, and so it was like. You know, this time I was like, I'm always prepared for them to turn me down. I was always prepared. But I remember when I got the mm-hmm. letter that said, uh, you have been uh, granted parole. Man, you know what I'm saying? It was it was just a it was a great feeling. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. uh, since I've been wow. home, I've just been, like I said, trying to get reacclimated to things. So Absolutely. 
Now, Cass, this is Leisha. You know, we got to now. I know you can tell the difference because I call you Chief. She call you Boss Man. But a lot Without of people a can't. <laughs> a lot of people can't tell our <laughs> apart because we sound so much alike. So mm-hmm. I do have a question for you because you've been down 27 years. That's a long time, but you have ten mm-hmm. some bangers uh, with that dynamic pen of yours. Tell us a little bit about your literary journey before you start. Okay. Uh, well, here's the thing. I, uh, I've always been a person that writes, even from when I was very small. I won writing contests. is a, a scholarship that was called the Martha Holding Jennings Award Contest, where I wrote an essay way back in like the seventh or eighth grade on capital punishment, running a scholarship for that and all of them things. So I always used to write, and I also was taking journalism in school. So I mostly, you know, concentrate on writing itself, you know, once I got in the street, okay? So I was no longer uh, doing that type of stuff. And then uh, once I came to prison, of course, once I came to prison, I was kind of taking the same things from the street in the prison, the hustling, the drug dealing, all that I did in prison, the same thing. But writing mm-hmm. freed my mind. And uh, so I was writing all the time, writing on books and everything while I was doing that. But it was just mostly sitting in my locker and, you know, things like that. But uh, guys was reading them on paper, and they kept saying, you know, they, they would rather read my books on paper than books that was published. But this was a time now when it wasn't ebooks and all of that self-publishing. You know what I'm saying? So... Uh, mm-hmm. Therefore, it was different. It was hard to get published, and I really was. I had sent something to try to get published out somewhere. I think I sent it to Signet or some major company, not really knowing that you need a literary agent to go to them like that. But I sent it and all of this, so it wasn't happening. I was still doing the hustle because that was bringing the money into me, and I was. But I was going through a whole lot of trials and tribulations in prison, in the sense of going to the hole, being locked down. And one time I was locked down just from the hustling I was doing for six years and nine months in the hole. I was locked down from January of 1995 to September 2001. Okay. So, yeah, I was doing a lot of writing. I stayed locked down six years and nine months because of the stuff that I was doing in the prison and the warden considered me a threat to their security. Okay. So, but me, by doing that, the hustling I was doing – I was also still able to take care of my children and do things for them from prison. So that was important to me at that time because that was my mind frame. Like I was going to be in here a while, a long time, so it really didn't matter. Although later on it does matter, but because you have to get yourself out of that mindset of criminality. And then you also Mm -hmm. have to set an example for your children that you can succeed legitimately. You don't have to turn to those means, but that only came later. So anyway, like Mm -hmm. 2005, 2006, I think, I caught another case in prison, you know what I'm saying, that they was taking me to trial, and, I mean, the court on one. And so I caught a case along with one of my people in there and uh, a, a, a female on the street who was a friend of mine, but they caught her up in our case too. Anyway, long story short, the case mm-hmm. ended up getting dismissed. But my sister said to me one day, and she was like, Cash, how long are you going to do this drug dealing stuff? You already locked up and partial because that's what the 30-year sentence was for, not the license, but the 30-year sentence for trafficking cocaine. And she was like, you already locked up for that. And, I mean, if you be the best drug dealer in the world, you ain't going to end up with nothing but the most time 
She said, but what you need to do is concentrate on them books because that's what you can do when nobody can touch you. That's what you're great at. And so mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to do it. And I also wanted, you know, like I said, I wanted to show my children that you can still overcome any odds. So, you know, I started concentrating on writing the books. And uh, I think I that was Trust No Man. I actually had other books before that, but I didn't put them out. I wrote Trust No Man, and I self-published it. And it's like, again, I self-published it in paperback. It wasn't no Facebook then. It wasn't no e-books. It wasn't none of that. And I put it out, and then somehow someone got a hold to it, and they sent it to Waheeda Clark, who was incarcerated at the time. And they sent it to her, mm-hmm. and she contacted me, and she was getting ready to come home. And she asked me to be the first uh, author signed to her label and the first book she would release. And that's what I did. I signed with her. I put four four books out with her, Trust Man Series 1, 2, and 3, and Bonded by Blood 1. And after, uh, you know, some years, a few years up under her, I decided to start my own company. By then, it was social media and e-books and all that. And I started Lockdown Publications because that came. I wanted to create an avenue for people who was on lockdown to publish their work and all of that. And I consider lockdown being anybody in prison, of course, and anybody that really wanted to write but didn't have the opportunity, I considered them being in their, you know, their skills and their dreams being in prison. So I wanted to start a company for them, you know what I'm saying? And that's what I did. I went on my own, and um, I think my first uh, release outside of Waheeda Clark was Shorty Got a Thug and then Thugs Cry. And from there, you know what I'm saying, of course I had major support from uh, my assistant, who is the CEO of Lockdown Publications, that's Sean Walker. She helped me down throughout the entire journey and various people along the way, from authors to promoters to editors and all of that. But so that's how my literary journey began. I, I had a platform from Wahida. And uh, although our uh, our affiliation with each other did not end well, it was not it was it was not messy because I'm not a messy person and I don't consider her to be either. She's not messy in my eyes. But it didn't end well. But at the end of the day, uh, I will always say that she gave me the platform where people recognized my name. And from there, I just took off and did what I did. And I applied to, you know, I wrote, I write about what I know, the things I lived and what I know in a fictional manner. I know. We know you do because, you know, we love Cass. We love Cass in here on Let's Chat. Uh, he always Absolutely. he always jokes because he has one book that I read that I didn't quite like, and he he always jokes about that. But for the most part, mm-hmm. you know, he's one of those authors where uh, you have you know y'all know y'all have those authors that no matter what y'all doing, I don't care how busy it is, they drop a book, you like okay, where's that? So we are gonna get into this trust uh, this uh, bonded by blood too. I know right. it was a cover. Um, because right. you were coming home, but we don't need that book for something. What can we experience, ex- expect that thing to drop now? Well, this one, I'm okay. Monday, I'll begin working on that book again. I don't know, you might not have seen the excerpt, but that excerpt was real. You know what I'm saying? So that excerpt was the opening of it, and so I have written. I'm gonna say I have about ten chapters written already, and uh, Monday, that's what I'm gonna do because I owe that to my. Uh, readers and the followers who've been waiting a long time, and but it did become mm-hmm. difficult to write because I had so many publishing obligations, and then the things that can get in the way of it while you're incarcerated. 
so it became difficult to write at some point. But now that I have the freedom of all day and I ain't hiding from the COs and hiding cell phones and all of that stuff, I could just write so I can get on my computer. And so Monday uh, I will begin working on it. So to answer your question, this is October, and I'm going to say I'm I'm almost assured to uh, publish that book before the end of the year is out. That'll give me enough time to write. Huh? It won't interfere with books that we have scheduled. But I expect before the end of 2018, I will have Bonded by Blood uh, released and uh, in your hands. All right, now. Mm-hmm. We've been holding to that. Because, you know, we oh, moved on your phone. Like, what happened? That's right. I, now, I want to <laughs> see if there's a difference. And I want you all to tell me, to be honest, I, I'm going to hope that me being free doesn't take any of the hardcore grittiness away from my writing. You know what I'm saying? Because I think I can mm-hmm. always go back in my zone or what I lived or what the streets is like and the things I know I'm right at. But it is a different feeling because you're not writing from oppression. But mm-hmm. you, you know, know something, Cash? So, this is this yeah. is Tony um boss man. It's mm-hmm. interesting that you should say that. Because in anticipation for you being on the show tonight, I had a you know, I get my thoughts together, get my questions together. And the first question mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you was what, if any, changes will your stories contain or your characters now portray since experiencing your freedom after serving 27 years in prison? And it's interesting that you should say that because that was my first question to you. So I'm going right. to be looking on the lookout for that. I did see the excerpt for that um, for Bonded by Blood. And also I just want to say, Cash, that you sound so differently from your previous interviews with us. I can hear a change in your character. I can hear a change in your voice. So it's really inspiring and uplifting to have you here home finally. <laughs> oh yeah, well I'm glad to be here. And, and and amazingly, you're not you're like I I can't tell you how many people say it they hear a difference in my difference in my voice or yes, in my face. It's true. And I guess uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes, I guess the weight of being incarcerated is off of my back, you know what I'm saying? And so right. it's, a, it's a happiness and a, a, yeah, and all of that. Now, I don't think my writing will change any to the stories like that I haven't finished, like Bonded by Blood and all of that, because that's still set in a certain time frame of everything. And so only thing I would mm-hmm. expect to change is that there will be more growth in far as the things that are going on today and, the, you know, right. that's where to be in my stories. It'll be Because, you know, some of the same things are happening, but differently because right. it's not mm-hmm. like it was when I left the street in 91. It's different. And so right. some of my stories right. are just be up to date, even though I kind of kept up to date because of all the guys that was coming in prison. And mm-hmm. so I was mm-hmm. always talking to them and I was always in touch with what was going on on the streets. But it's a difference. Uh in being there right now. I don't mean I'm going in the hood to experience it no more. I ain't doing that. But <laughs> you know what I'm Please saying? Don't. But I think, Please don't. No, oh, I, oh, you, one thing you don't have to worry about is I take my I'm I, my freedom and, and, and I cherish it. And not only that, I have an obligation to the men that are still inside on licenses that have not been blessed to get parole. My obligation is mm-hmm. to show the parole board that you can let us out. Some of us are capable of being out here and succeeding and following by the laws and all of this. And so it would be a disservice for them if I was to do anything, because I'm not going to do it anyway. So, you know, that's not even an option. 
Absolutely. You're listening to Let's Chat. My name is Miss Tony. I am joined by my fabulous co-host, Miss Alicia, and we have the newly released new sound and free man, Mr. Cash Street Lit Author. Now, I see your hand up, Cash, and if you'd like to ask Cash a question, just press your one, and we'll bring you into the chat room. You feel like taking a call, Cash? Absolutely. We got 912-439. You are live in the chat room. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hey, this is Tam Jernigan. Hey. Hi, welcome. Hey, Tam. <laughs> hey, Tam. What's Thank good? Thank you. Uh, Cash, I just wanted to yes. personally say welcome home. Uh, thank you. You know I thank you and thank you for always supporting me and everything. Hey. I, I definitely appreciate that. You are more than welcome. I'm looking forward to the bangers. I know you're going to drop. Indeed. <laughs> no doubt. Absolutely. I'm so glad you are free. Are you? Do you see a change in me? You think you see a uh, change in me too? I know there's a change in you. You are a much lighter person. Mm-hmm. And I am mm-hmm. very happy. Oh. Well, that's that's a good thing, then. That's a good. But cash, thing. when you gonna sign me the lockdown? You ready Bye. to come on? Did you put your submission in? <laughs> Look. <laughs> <laughs> you listen. No, those really get read. <laughs> you know, all you gotta do is hit my inbox, and you know we gonna work. Hey, you you know I had to put it out there, but that's I right. absolutely that's what's up. I absolutely love you, and I am thrilled for you. Oh, I know you are because I'm going to tell you this. I know it's genuine. You always supported me. It don't matter if the tidal wave turned, you know, hostile against me. For whatever reason, you've always been there to support me, and I can't even tell you how much I appreciate that. You are more than welcome, sir, and we got to get together. We got to work soon. Hit my inbox, and I'm going to give you my number so you can have a direct line. Just hit me up. You are the best. And you enjoy the rest of your interview, sir. Thank you, Queen. Get them. Thanks for calling. Okay. Thanks for calling. Thank you so much. Next, mm-hmm. we got 716-913. You're live in the chat room. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello. This is Angela from Buffalo, New York. Uh-huh. Hi, hey, Angela. Angela. Hello. Hello. Hi. How is everyone? We are good. How are you, honey? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you, Cash? Uh, you know I'm great, Queen. You know I know who you are. How you doing? Okay. It's good to long talk time. to you, Cash. Yes, yes it has been a long time. Too. And congratulations on your release. Thank you. My, thank you. My question, my question for you, Cash, is. I would like you to come to Buffalo for a book signing. Uh, uh, They have a – okay, go ahead. And also my second question is, have you thought about writing a book about your life? I know some of your books profile your life as as, uh, the type of business you were involved in, but have you thought about uh, writing a book that depicts your life solely? Uh, yes, that's like a like a autobi. I mean, it's gonna be an autobiography, yeah. and yeah. I'm gonna write that. It's gonna it's gonna pull at every string in my heart to write it because I'm gonna okay. have to tell some things. But I'm gonna write exactly. it. But what I want to do is, I want to be out here and accomplish some of the things I want to accomplish post release. 
so that that can be, mm-hmm. you know, worked toward the end of the story. Even though, I mm-hmm. mean, it's, of course, it's a great part that I'm finally free. But to me, right. I need to accomplish some things while I'm free because while I freedom understand. is, yes, while freedom is a great thing, you know, I, I always remember that I did commit a crime, what I truly deserve to be incarcerated for. And so I need mm-hmm. to atone before I write that book. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, once again, congratulations. And as I stated, when you do your book signings, please consider Buffalo, New York. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. The best to you all. Thank all right, you so thank very you for much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks Bye-bye. for calling. Continue to listen. Thank you. Bye. So, Cass, this is Lisa. And okay. you talked about being, um, you have been gone for so long, you didn't know if you could maintain that hardcore greediness from your pen from since you've been home. Mm-hmm. So, you know, here in Let's Chat, we always like to do something a little fun. We like okay. to be able to, to feel and experience the natural juices of an author uh, and allow listeners to be able to do it because really as an author, you're always, always reinventing yourself. You're always reintroducing, to, reintroducing yourself to people that never experienced your pen. And so we're going to do a live little excerpt. We do see all hands up. He's going to do the little excerpt, and then we're going to go back into the queue and take calls. So Cass T mm-hmm. is going to give you some props. Now, okay. you, can, you can spin it however you want to spin it. You can put it in a scene in a book. You can take characters out of the book and make up a new scene however you want to spin it. Spin it however you want. Whatever you want to do, the only thing that's required is that you use the props that he gives you. Okay. We ready. <laughs> this about to be good. Y'all ready? Right. This about to be good. It just caught me off guard, but it's fun. Okay. I like that. This is about to be a whole okay, snack. Get... Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Because this is about to be a whole snack. We ready whenever you're ready. Okay. okay. Well, uh, boss man, once again, thank you so much for allowing Alicia and I to have your be your first interview. Now, at least you know I've been anticipating Cash being on the show for his prop. <laughs> so, Cash, I'm going to give you four props because that's how vicious your pen is, and I want you to use okay. them in any way you want with whatever characters you have in whatever stories. Now, your first prop is going to be. Uh, um, a taser. Your next prop is going to be some cotton candy. And your third prop is going to be some Vaseline. And your last prop <laughs> is going to be one of your famous Jolly Ranchers. So we want you to okay. use those four props <laughs> in, in any kind of way that you want. <laughs> okay, so let me... Let me do this because I need to remember what my props are here. So I know I got Jolly okay. Rancher, Taser, Vaseline, cotton candy, and Vaseline. And now and I Jolly Rancher. And a Jolly Rancher. I just want to oh. remind y'all listeners, I know all of y'all are familiar with his pen, but if we have anybody on the line that is not familiar with his pen, this is a very good author here. 
he turned the whole person into some chili. So we know this is going to be good. <laughs> be ready. Wow. Okay, let's see. Let's see how I'm going to tell this story. Okay, we do it like this. Okay. Okay. The, the day I stepped out of prison, the sun was beaming bright. Everything around me looked fresh and new. I had been gone for a long time. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew I was going to take the streets back. They had locked me up for over 27 years, and I owed these motherfuckers. I owed them with everything I had. Just a short while ago, I had got in a fight with officers. I beat them down, but they had to tase me to control the beast inside of me. But now I was all behind, and freedom was right there. As soon as I stepped into the parking lot, I saw Jazzy. That was my baby. I had met her online while doing my time, 10 years. And every single day of those 10 years, Shorty rolled hard for me. As soon as I walked to the car, she stepped out and ran into my arms. Baby, you home, she said. I said, yeah, boo, I'm here. And nothing in this world is going to ever take me away from you again. I walked around to the side of the car trying to get in. She pulled me back from my shirt. And she was like, no, boo, it ain't going like that. Let me get me. I said, what you mean, let me get you? She said, you know what I want. I felt her hands go down my pants. I need that Jolly Rancher. I need it right here. So I was like, damn, right here in the parking lot? Shorty, you trying to get me cased up again? No, nah, this shit don't matter. You giving me me right here. I kissed her, rubbed her ass. It felt so good. It had been so long since I was able to touch her like that. Slowly she slid down to her knees, unbuckled my pants, and pulled it out. But what surprised her was it wasn't no Jolly Rancher. Looking at her was my anaconda. She was like, damn, all this time you've been telling me about a Jolly Rancher, and now I see it, but I knew all along that you was pulling my leg. I looked down in her eyes and said, I want you to pull mine now. I want you to pull my leg. I felt her lips slowly wrap around me. I closed my eyes. They rolled back in my head, and the pleasure she gave me was sensational. In no time at all, I filled her up. I filled her mouth with my essence. She came up and she said, I'm just getting started. When we got in the car and pulled off, headed to her place, I didn't want to see anybody but her because she was the only person that had held me down. Everybody else had turned their back on me. Baby mothers, friends, partners, all of that. But Shorty was right there and I was going to reward her for her loyalty. When we got to our house, I walked in, everything was laid out for me. I'm talking about it was all splendor, and she had put it all together from the hustle and idea from inside of prison. We had futuristic furniture, large screen TVs on the wall, and everything like that. I didn't want to do nothing but taste my baby. I knew for one thing that uh, I was going to give her all of me. I wasn't worried about the streets and then I had time for that. I had money stashed and hidden. I know I, I knew what I was going to do. I took her back to her bedroom. I slowly undressed her. I enjoyed every inch of her body. Small breasts, 
long, hard nipples, dark, smooth skin, small waist, plump ass. I laid her down on the bed, and I kissed her slowly, slowly releasing all the tension that had built up in me for all the years that I had been away. It seemed like I didn't even know what to do, but her body guided me. I kissed on her shoulders and down her arms, down her belly. Then I got to that V. Surprisingly, it was clean-shaven and smelling good. As soon as I tasted her, she tasted like cotton candy, and she melted right in my mouth, and that was a good thing. It felt so good, I almost couldn't breathe. After I tasted her for a while, I I clamped on her body, made slow love to her. In my mind, her body... It was it was like unimaginable. I didn't think I was going to be able to perform because I knew being gone so long, I was institutionalized. And me, I didn't think just her body was going to be able to turn me on because I was so used to being in my cell, looking at porn or looking at a magazine with Vaseline in my hand, doing all of that. But now I had my woman right here with me, and it didn't take none of that, just the smell of her, the touch of her. Knowing how hard she rolled for me and knowing how hard she was going to ride in the future was all that it took. After that night, I knew the world was going to be at our feet because the king was home and my queen was at my side. Peace. All right. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. That was a difficult one to do. It was difficult. Because I had to go on a sexual thing with cotton candy, Jolly Rancher. You know me. I'm used to writing about them, them, them bangers and all of that. But it's all good. I enjoy it. Yes. That was, those were some boss moves. And I knew you could do it. I've never given a guest four props before, Leash. And he came through with colors. You're the first like one with four props, boss man. Absolutely. Okay. Next time we we gonna that's that softness, but you know next time we have them on, we gonna get that grittiness. We gonna have some gritty props for you so that you can get okay, down and dirty with good. it. I definitely enjoy doing yeah. that though. Well, we we yeah, enjoy that's what we do here. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. okay. All right. So we got hands up we all over the place, Cash. Hands up all over the place. We're gonna take another call. We got 360481. You are live in the chat room. What's your name and where you calling from? Hi, it's Jane Pinella calling from Washington. Hey, Jane. Hi, Cash. Hey, Hi, Jane. Uh, hey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I missed that. Who's calling? Jane Pinelli. Pinella. Oh, hey, Jane. Oh, Jane. My, yeah, that's my <laughs> true friend, Jane. How you doing, that's Jane? That's right. I'm good. I'm good. good. Um, I just want to say a couple things. One, you asked. You have changed. You're just the softness and kindness about you is just amazing. It just brings me to tears at your home, and I'm so thankful and blessed for you. But um, okay. I wanted to ask you. I read where you. I saw where you and um, Aaron Bebo were talking. So, do you think you'll do a collab with them? Uh, I'm, I, like I said, I was open to it. You know what I'm saying? I'm open to it. Mm-hmm. And now it may be a while just because of. Uh, projects oh, that yeah. I haven't wrapped up yet, but I'm I'm definitely open to it. I respect Aaron's pen, and I'm sure oh, we could yeah. put our heads together and come up with something real good. Because you know that was my book bag when you guys did that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, what no do you doubt. Call it? 
Yeah. So my task is rough. That was my book. Yep, my book bag. Yep. <laughs> Oh, you remember? Anyway, oh, you remember? This, yeah, yeah. So we did our challenge, and now we do something together yeah, one day. Yeah, yeah no that's doubt. Right. Okay. But mm-hmm. anyway, welcome home. I'm so happy for you. Uh, thank you. You know what I'm saying? And uh, again, thanks to you for supporting me all the time. And you know what our friendship is like. So. Oh yeah. It's, it's, yeah, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. No doubt. You take care of yourself. You too. Thanks for calling. Thanks for calling, James. Okay. You're welcome. Okay. Okay. All right, we got other calling. We have two two nine six six nine. You're live in the chat room. What's your name and where you calling from? Hello. Six six nine. You're live with Cass and the ladies. Hello. Hey. Hi. This is Jamila, aka Cynthia Blue. Hey. Oh, hey. hey. How, How you, you doing? doing? <laughs> hey, Cass. How does it feel to be home? Oh man, I'm, it just it feels wonderful. It's like it's like a deep breath of fresh air. You know what I'm saying? It's amazing. Like you know, man, I can't I can't even tell, but it feel good. It feel good, real real good to just be free to be able to wake up in the morning and. Don't have to stand up for this. Don't have to worry about shakedowns and none of that. But the most thing is just to be able to see the joy in my children's eyes. You know what I'm saying? And my daughters and sons mm-hmm. just being around me and how relieved they are and all that. So it's a wonderful thing. Waiting on that smile, Cash. Since you're out now, there's no excuse. You already <laughs> seen it because when I go live, when I go live, he's smiling. Yeah, he's smiling. My daughter boy. came yeah. over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's smiling. He he yeah, they could get it out of me. You know what I'm saying? And I guess it's just being free. Back in when I was behind the bars, it wasn't nothing to smile. Well, we okay. Absolutely. Well, we right. thank you so, right. so much for calling. All righty. Okay. Take care. You too. And we got the three one three three zero three. Who calling from the D? You live in the chat room. What's your name and where you calling from? Oh, hi. My name is Michelle, and I'm calling from Detroit, Michigan. Hey, Miss Michelle Moore. Hey, Michelle. Hey, how y'all doing? We good. We good. How are I'm you? I'm good too. Hey, Cass, what's up? I'm good. How you doing? I'm all right. I'm glad to see you home. Oh man, thank you, Daddy. I'm glad to be home. That's good. So, um, I was just—I really don't have anything to say. I was just, you know, calling to say what's up. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad you called <laughs> in, and uh, everything is going good. And I'm enjoying freedom. I'm enjoying y'all. I'm enjoying sharing things with you all. It's a wonderful thing. Okay. Well, you guys have a good night because I'm about to turn it in. All right, turn okay. it in. Thank you Thanks calling. so much. All right, bye-bye. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. We <laughs> Cass, love the, it. The, phone, the, the chat room is so full of people that are just listening and just supporting you, so we want to give a special shout-out to all those that are listening to Cash and as well as Disha and I, and we thank you guys for tuning in. But, Cash, I just want to say, first of all, I don't know. This is, this is Tony. I forgot to say who I was. But I remember I know who talking you are. to you a couple of <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. I remember talking to you for the first time a couple of years ago when I first met Nene, and she called you. It was actually your birthday. And um, mm-hmm. you have been a part of my literary journey ever since, and I actually went home and bought your entire library. So I just want to mm-hmm. say thank you so much for your contribution to literature, and I am anticipating all that you have yet to give us. So I have been kind of misty-eyed since you've been free, and I'm so happy for you, and um, I'm just glad you're home, buddy. (laughs) Oh, well, uh, man, I appreciate all of that, and most definitely we've been riding for a while together and everything. So I enjoy talking to you, being on the show, and communicating with you on the social media and everything. So you know I appreciate everything. Absolutely. Yeah, you know I stay in the background. Lisa knows I stay in the background, <laughs> and uh, she's yeah, always dragging me on live and we're together. But I'm there. Yeah. I'm supporting. <laughs> yeah, I see you, no doubt. And you know, Chief, I call you Chief for a reason. I call you Chief for a reason. I'm so excited for you. I'm excited for your new beginnings, the things that that you have, the moves that you are getting ready to make. Uh, in, in any industry that you decide to step your foot into, we appreciate you coming to kick it with us here in the chat room. Now, you know I got a few questions, though. Okay. Um, I, I want to know about that there uh, Trust No Bitch trilogy that uh, was supposed to come out. And um, what you going to do with the Thugs Cry? Come on. We want to know these things. Okay. As far as the... Uh, <laughs> It was supposed to, but you know, the trust no bitch. The, the series complete, but what we were gonna do is uh, a prequel. Each one of us, I was gonna do the, the prequel. prequel on Kaim and Eyes, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. and Nene was gonna mm-hmm. do her prequel. Now we've been away from the project so long that we, and mostly my fault because I just got caught up in publisher stuff. So I'm gonna have to talk to Nene and see if she can, you know bring the characters together again in her head. I, I know she, she can do it because she's talented, and then we could do that. But that's my main thing. I want to wrap up everything that we haven't done, mm-hmm. that I haven't done, mm-hmm. before I start on any new projects. And so uh, that would be one of them, too. You know what I'm saying? A prequel to uh, Trust No Base series on our part. So I would like to wrap that up. And so also, it's a good chemistry between me and Nene, and when we're promoting and doing all of that, and people really like that. So I'll have to get with her to make sure, uh, you know, she has time and also, uh, you know, the the energy to uh, complete that project. And if so, then we're going to do it. Awesome. Right. Well, we look forward to it. <laughs> and then the mm-hmm. third cry. And third cry. Now, really, here's the thing. Third cry, everybody is telling me for four. Now, here's the thing. Three was supposed to end the series. Now, I've never written... Uh, anything beyond a part three of a book and I had no intentions of doing mm-hmm. that either. However, so many people want to know what happens afterwards. Like, you know, if you read the book, you know what the ending was. And so they want to know what happened with Ra and all of this and they feel like in a way they, you know, you, of course you know who they want to see. Uh, we was Ra. You know, get they, they, yeah, they want to <laughs> see. So so here's the thing and, I, and as many times I've thought about doing it the only thing that I want to do, and I, I can see myself writing it one day because at first Trust No Man was only up one and two, and then I did the mm-hmm. son thing. I can see doing a part four, but the one thing I want to do is I want it, the, the story to come to me so when it, so it's not predictable 
what what happened. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because to write a part four to it, of course, you know what has to happen, some part of that. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. uh, that's mm-hmm. it. So uh, in writing part three, I, it's amazing that this is what happened. I wrote part three with a different ending, and the book was actually uploaded. And then I couldn't go with it because mm. I, I almost bowed down. I almost gave in to what the readers wanted, and I told Sean, take it down. Now I got to change the ending. And so only a, <laughs> a, 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 a few people caught that ending, which would have been a very happy ending for the people that wanted to see Ra end up a certain way. But I took it down instantly because it didn't feel right in my chest. And then oh. that's mm-hmm. what gave you the ending you got in part three. And so for me to go into a part four, I just have to figure out, I mean, you know, it's nothing to, you know, once I start writing, the story will grow, but I, I know I'm not going to write it to where it loses steam or it becomes predictable. So if I can push that part four and it's not, then I, that's definitely on the horizon. But many people have asked, so I can see myself doing that eventually. All right. Uh, I think I was one of them in your inbox, Cash, about that ending. I was like, doesn't seem. I think I was one of those. I think I was in your inbox about that ending as well. <laughs> yeah, because to to many people, it didn't seem fair. Like you know what I'm saying, it didn't right. seem fair to Ross. But the thing was, I know it caught everybody off guard, and that was me. I didn't want them to be able to predict the ending, and it seemed realistic enough to be like, you know, yeah, he's a good dude, but you know, this come with that sometimes. But, again, I'm not against a part mm-hmm. four because I've been thinking about it, and I know it would be well-received. But when I do that part mm-hmm. four, if when I get around to it, if you see a Thugs Cry part four and it come out, it's going to be a masterpiece. So that's the only way I'm going to do it. All right. No well, doubt. We look forward to it. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Awesome. We so appreciate you coming and kicking with us this evening in the chat room. I had another question for you, but that's going to turn into a whole show. So we're going to ask you to come okay. back because we're going to do. <laughs> okay, no doubt. We're going to do another show. We want to talk about the institutionalization um, and and coming back into society with a, a second chance. Now we did a second chance show um, last year, and so we're going to do part two. We want to invite you back to do the part two with us. Most definitely. I'll be there. You just let me know the time, and I'll be there. All we right. appreciate you. Now, we Absolutely want to, appreciate okay. you. We want you to shout out all your social media, um, the latest read that they can pick up uh, from Lockdown Publication. Wait a minute. Where's the queen at? Coffee, where are you? Coffee, press your one. Coffee. I know you're on here. Press one, press one Coffee. <laughs> I don't know if I knew she was she was out, but I'd be amazed if she uh not in. But she was, I was, looking she for was her. doing errands. Okay. I was looking for her tonight. I was like, We got all these calls and not one That's that's odd. So she must be busy because she, know, <laughs> she always mm-hmm. calls in for teeth. Well we appreciate you, Chief. Mm-hmm. Thank you for coming to kick it with us. Shout out uh your new releases on lockdown. What can we can expect from the fabulous Cash Streetlit author? And Okay. Uh, go ahead. All right, well, y'all know y'all can catch me on Facebook under Cash Alexander with Cash is Alexander. I'm also on 
uh, Instagram under Cassius Alexander and our company, Lockdown Publications. Uh, if you're looking for any books from us, you can go to our website, which is LockdownPublications.com. That's one way to find it. Also, we have a group on Facebook that is called Lockdown uh, Publications, The New Era. So you can sign up there. I mean, join that group and get updates on what we're doing. Tomorrow is the release of Love Shouldn't Hurt by Misha. That's a highly anticipated book. It's Love Shouldn't Hurt Part 2. We have that release. And we uh, have many more releases coming. So tomorrow is the 5th, Love Shouldn't Hurt. On the 10th, we'll have uh, Gangsta's Code coming out by Jay Blunt. He's another brother who's locked up that uh, uh, has tremendous talent. You know, I'm always pushing the people that's behind the bars. Uh, the next release mm-hmm. coming from me personally is going to be Bonded by Blood too. Like I said, you'll have that by the end of the year. So uh, that's what we have on the horizon. And again, if you want to see anything that comes from lockdown in paperback or I mean, all books are in paperback and available on ebooks too. You go to our website at lockdownpublications.com. Also, anybody that wants a, a autographed copy of a book of mine, you hit me in my inbox or anything like that, or hit me on my Gmail. And my Gmail, you can find it at ldp.cash at gmail.com. And we can set some up where you can get autographed copies of, of my books or anything like that. So. I thank you all all for supporting Mm -hmm. me. And, again, I thank you, uh, Alicia and Tony, for having me on the show. And I'll be coming back uh, when you do your uh, second chance, and I'll be glad to be back or any other time before then. You're very welcome, um, boss man. And I just want to say, you know, Alicia and I, we have a lot going on over here, you know, between my editing, the radio show, Alicia's promoting and everything. But I just want to give a shout-out to an author that um, I have, a new author of yours, because I don't have a lot of leisure time to read, is Author Destiny Sky. I have read everything that she has penned, Cash, and she has a wicked pen. So I just want to give her a shout-out. You know, I have your other author's books, but I just haven't had the chance or the time to read them. But I absolutely mm-hmm. love her pen. So shout-out to Miss Author Destiny Sky. She has a nice pen. Make sure you guys check her out. <laughs> Okay, that's a good shout-out. Destiny definitely has a, a great pen. She has a great series mm-hmm. called The Fetty Girls and Corrupted by the Gangsters. And she has a new banger coming out soon, and uh, y'all just look mm-hmm. for it, and we'll, we'll, we'll be dropping it soon. Thank you. <laughs> Once again, thanks for joining us here on Let's Chat. To all our listeners in the in the queue, we are so happy that you guys joined us. We hope you enjoyed the interview with Cash, and I look for bigger and better things coming from his camp and uh cash thanks again all right thank you all and have a good night you too too okay good night okay okay all right leash we had a fabulous return of our show Absolutely. This was the first show for our next. We just came off a break, so we appreciate everybody coming through to kick it with us. Thank you to all of the fabulous guests um, that shared their time, their space, their their experiences, and their pen with us. 
If you are just mm-hmm. tuning in, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for checking out the replay. If you missed any interviews, no worries. Just head over to blogtalk.com and check out our archives. You can also check us out on any podcast app because we go where you go as well as iTunes. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Tomorrow we got a lit show, y'all. It's about to be lit up in the chat room. It's a Mind, Body, and Soul segment. We have the fabulous Carrie Woods is going to be kicking it with us here in the chat room. So I'm excited mm, for that. Yes, we got Terry Woods mm-hmm. coming on in the chat room. Um, Butterfly Vision and Pastor uh, Desiree. We're going to do a Mind, Body, and Soul segment on tomorrow. People are going to talk about um, to whom much is given. Always make sure to give back. Always make sure to drop jewels and just share your space, your energy. Um, just to make people better. We're going to see y'all on tomorrow, and we out. This Thanks for joining is us. State of Emergency. <laughs> bitches, 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 bitches. You want me to do? I'm sorry. I'm back. 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 Corporate love and hustle. Making money, hustle. Independent business, 24 struggle. On the block, hustle. Crooked cop, hustle. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.